Hello, friends of the calling. Do you know where your immortal soul will go if you were to die today? Would it be heaven or hell? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The Bible tells us that we need salvation because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3 and 23. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5 and 8. So if you're feeling convicted by this, which is the weight of God's glory showing you your wrongdoings, it's something to be grateful for. It means he's drawing you to repentance. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 reminds us that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. So recognizing our low standing before our almighty God is no reason to feel dejected or ashamed. On the contrary, the Lord wants us to be reminded of his holiness in celebration. You know, Yahweh's holiness is the reminder we need to come back into his place of peace and safety. The Lord rejoices to see his children return to him. And because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, our mistakes no longer have to keep us separated from our holy God. And nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Upward Call with Love. I am Christina, and I'm so happy you're here. Today, I want to talk with you a little bit about the image that we are created in, that is in the image of God, the Father, God of the Holy Bible, Yahweh. And I think that this is particularly important at this time as we see um, people living lives that are very contrary to what we know about the character and the attributes of our Heavenly Father. And given that we are created in His image, I can understand that there may be questions about if we're created in his image, why is it that as the created beings that he chose to impart his spiritual image in, why is it that we're able to act so completely contrary to Father God's um, character and other attributes? So I just wanted to talk about that a little while. That's a very... Um, important question. It is a very thoughtful question. And it is important to talk about these things because people who may not be in the faith and are seeking answers need to know what does a person or people of faith have to say about a question like that, us being created in his image and yet behaving completely contrary to what we um, have revealed of God's character and image in the Holy Scriptures. So uh, before we get started, I'd like to begin with prayer. 
Let us center our hearts and minds on Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity once again. I thank you for this platform. I thank you for each and every listener. And Lord, I thank you for the revelation that you provide to me as I seek answers in your scriptures, as I seek your face in your word. And Lord, as I experience the power of your spirit within me, leading me and guiding me. And I thank you for the message that you gave me today. And I am asking, Father, that you will prepare the hearts and minds of the listeners so that your message, your word will fall on prepared and fertile soil. It is in your name, Jesus, that I always pray. And I pray according to your will. Amen. Thank you, Father. So just to um, kind of start it off here, I guess the the biggest issue that we face as um, God's creation and having been created in his image, the biggest issue that we must um, reconcile there is why are we prone to sin, if that be the case? So the sin and the evil behaviors and the evil attitudes and even the physical and moral decay that we see in this world, it's really a direct result of the creation, which is humankind, attempting to take the place of the creator. Now, the only way to turn this around is to admit our error, to go before the Lord and confess our error in judgment, and then return to his will as it's clearly revealed in the Holy Bible. And he's revealing his will in our hearts by the power of his Holy Spirit. Now, our Father has made a way for us to return to him spiritually by his grace and through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, this faith and his uh his grace and his forgiveness is what's going to give us an opportunity to start over again with a clean slate. And a clean slate means renewed in our moral conscience towards God. And that then would be the seal that authenticates our new life and our return to him. Returning from our wicked ways and our rebellious ways and coming back to the father. Admitting our error and looking for him to correct us so that we may live according to his will. Now, unfortunately, there are many, many who claim to have faith in Christ, but they don't actually have faith. So sometimes you'll see, we'll see people um, claiming to be a child of God, right? They'll claim to have faith in Jesus Christ, which would make them a child of God, but their mindsets, their behaviors, uh, attitudes, and actions are contrary. So I can see how that can be confusing for a seeker, but you must seek God individually and with an open heart and not allow other people's errors and sin um, to deter your quest for the truth. So you have to continue to press on. That's why that's my um, standard scripture here for my ministry is that I would press on toward the goal for the prize 
of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3 and 14, because there's going to be so many distractions. There's going to be so many people who claim to be of God in Christ, but they are not. And what am I going to do? Let their error stop me from pressing on in my quest for the truth and embracing the truth, understanding the truth and then unleashing the truth upon um, a, a faithless and deceitful world. No, I'm not going to let people stop me because God has revealed himself to me in ways that are absolutely supernatural, absolutely intimate and personal and absolutely undeniable. And I'm here to tell you as a testimony, Father God will reward the diligent seeker who has a sincere heart and he will reward that seeker with true revelation of himself. He will provide revelation of the truth if you seek with all sincerity. So I definitely wanted to get that <laughs> out there that everyone who claims to be a child of God is not a child of God. All are created beings. All of us are his creation, but only those who come to him by his own grace through faith in Jesus Christ have the right to be called sons of God, daughters of God. So when we get back to that question, the initial question, how could we be created in the image of God and yet have such sinful tendencies and evil inclinations. Well, Father God made us in his image spiritually so that we would have a spiritual and truthful fellowship with him. He wants to have a fellowship with us, a spiritual fellowship. But he also made us with a soul. Now, we are endowed with freedom to choose if we want to have that spiritual, truthful fellowship with him. Or we can choose if we want to live according to our soul or our flesh. See, we can choose if we want to live to honor his image within us or if we'd rather live according to the images we create for ourselves in our own limited imaginations. And sadly, and also overwhelmingly, humanity chooses wrong. Let's just be honest. We choose wrongly. As a whole, we have ignored his image in us and chose to identify with the pleasures of sin. You know, things like the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. We chose those things and that's what led us to the current state of the world. So that's why we're seeing so many human beings who were created in the image of God behaving completely in opposition to that image. Now we have to remember that God is a great God. Psalm 95 and 3 reminds us of this very succinctly, but very to the point. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. So he created us the way that we should be created according to his will. 
He created us with greatness. He created us as as an opportunity to dwell with his creation. Though he would be the king above us, of course, he would still dwell with us if we choose that path. But when humankind abuses its God-given free will in order to satisfy our selfish desires, I mean, what are we saying? We're saying we'd rather not acknowledge the image of God in us. We'd rather acknowledge our selfish tendencies uh, to satisfy temporary um, urges. We'd rather have our temporary pleasures and all of our vain knowledge, which just separates us from him and his will for our life. So this is how sin kills us and decays all of creation. But God is uh, allowing us to experience the ramifications of our sinful choices. And thus we see the state of the world we're living in right now. But when the time is right, according to his perfect will, he will put an end to and punish all unrepented sin once and for all. Now he's a compassionate gracious, loving, and faithful God, but he will by no means allow unrepentant sin to go unpunished forever. James 1 verse 15 tells us that when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So again, when the time is right, according to God's perfect will, he will put an end to sin and he will punish all unrepented sinners. And that punishment is death and that death is eternal separation from our creator. So yes, we have a father who is compassionate and gracious and kind and forgiving, but He also deals very severely with sin, but that's because he offers us a way out of sin and he gives us a choice to avoid the severe punishment that is certainly coming upon the world. Now that's through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the way he has made that we may be reconciled to him. Although we are not perfect, he is still willing to reconcile with us because he's gracious and he's offering us an opportunity to come to him through faith in Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that instantly we'll be raptured or taken out of the world and we'll never suffer the consequences of sin because we have to keep in mind that we must suffer the consequences in order to learn. We must suffer the consequences of the sin that we planted in the world because we've all contributed to the state of this world, but it won't be forever. Remember, God is holy. He's completely set apart from our sinful nature. He's completely set apart from our rebellious attitudes toward him. So we can't approach him as if he's the one subjected to us as his creation. 
and as his children, if you're um, walking in faith, then we are the ones who are subjected to him. However, without faith in his salvation through Jesus Christ, through his offer, it is impossible to understand these things. So when you look at people in the world, you cannot see the image of God in them because you're lacking in faith concerning his offer of salvation. See, evil is plaguing this world because of the choices that we've made and the abuse of the free will that God gives us. First Peter chapter five, verse eight says, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. When we make the conscious choice to forsake God's will, when we trade in the image of God for images of idols, images of our flesh, then we are making it easy. We are providing an open door for the devil to come into our lives, to come into our world and devour it. Now, whether we choose to use our free will that God gave us to live in his image, or if we choose to live in the image of our own created idols, sinful desires, evil passions, selfish impulses, all of that stuff, that's what's going to determine the disposition of our eternal souls. And I want to reiterate again that everyone is not a child of God. Now, although everyone is not a child of God, everyone is, in fact, a part of his creation. So even children of God live in a world with the godless. Children of God live in the world with the godless people of creation who have no moral code in the Lord. Either way, as a parent and as a creator... Father God has an appointed time where there must be either a time of discipline if you are a child of God because of rebelliousness or if you are not a child of God yet a creation made in his image there's going to be a time or a day appointed for the destruction of all created things all created images that continue to malfunction Created things, created people, a created world that refuses to function in the matter, in the manner for which they were created. There's a, a pointed day of destruction for that. So again, it's critical to understand that every person is not a child of God. I keep saying that. Because if, you, if you're thinking that way, then surely you will not be able to comprehend why is it if we are created in the image of God, we could possibly have made the current state of the world our reality. How? 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 Is God evil? No. <laughs> but we've chosen evil over the image of God. So we are all created in his image. 
and he will deal with us accordingly. He will deal with us according to our position in him. We'll either experience discipline as a child of God or destruction as one of his created beings, a created being that is malfunctioning. So again, we come back to salvation. Although God will will, um, deal severely with sin and he will deal severely with unrepentant sinners. And that is because he has provided a way out. So if you continue in it, then that means you're making a free choice. You're using your freedom of choice. You're using your free will to continue to malfunction, to continue to reject the image of God that you were created in and your refusal to accept his offer of salvation. In the book of Acts, chapter four, verse 12, it reads this way. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That is clearly saying that the manner, the way, the path, the offer that God chose is the only way that we could return back to him accept this offer of salvation, repent, become his child, receive our discipline and our correction, and then walk in the way that leads to eternal life. It has to be done through him. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot invent ways to be reconciled back to God and expect him to accept our terms and agreement. No, We have to accept the way that God offers reconciliation. And that is by his grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So we have to, (laughs) we have to consider all of these things before we um, talk down to people who are asking these questions. How could we possibly be created in the image of God and yet have so much wickedness and evil going on? We have to consider these things and be ready to explain to people why we're in this state. And it's always going to go back to our rejection of God's will, our trading in of our image for the secular things of this world, for our fleeting pleasures and desires and all of these temporary things that weigh us down and cause us to forget the image that we were created in. We have freedom to choose which path we take. Now, some even say, well, you know, yes, God is gracious and kind and compassionate. I have plenty of time to look into these things. I have plenty of time to go to him um, 
through faith in Jesus Christ and become his child and get um, allow him to regenerate and, and change my life and my renew my mind. I have time. I have time. And anyway, God's just he's too good to condemn anyone. He's too good to, to deal so severely with sin. He loves me. You're absolutely right. <laughs> he sure does. God loves you. But again, he is severe on sin. God does not damn anyone if you think about it. Each person damns themselves. Each person condemns themselves when they refuse to believe in salvation through Jesus Christ. When they continue to call God a liar, when he is offering the only way back to him. Because the refusal to believe what God said is pretty much calling him a liar. So if, if a person refuses to believe in salvation through Jesus Christ, which is God's grace to us, giving us a grace period so that we don't have to die in our sin. If we continue to reject that, if a person rejects that, then they're damning, they're condemning themselves to hell. They're damning and condemning themselves to eternal separation from God at the end of this life. That individual person is choosing to close the doors of heaven in his or her own face. It's not God doing this to us. It's human beings doing it to themselves because um, we have an inclination to think that we know better than our creator. See, God is great. I say that again, God is the Lord and greatly to be praised, not to be rejected or for us to think that we're going to subject him to our ways and our ideas. Oh, God, you better get in line with my belief system. No. Psalm 145 and 3 says it. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. In our limited understanding, our limited imagination, we have no right <laughs> to question what God has revealed in truth. We are, in fact, created in his image. Everyone is not a child of God, but everyone is created in his image. But all have the offer, the standing invitation to become a child of God by his grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And he will accept a repenting heart. But we have to make the choice. He's not going to force us to um, choose him. He gave us that free choice for this dispensation, this point in time. We have the opportunity to make a choice. But we also have to understand that we will face the consequences of that choice, whether it be adoption as his children and receiving the keys to the kingdom, the path to eternal life, or if we're going to make that decision to be mere created beings malfunctioning in sin and, uh, you know, rebelliousness and wickedness, knowing that the expected end there is destruction and eternal separation from God.
but you know it's not too late. <laughs> Whosoever will can call upon the name of the Lord in spirit and in truth. Confess your sins. Let the Lord know that you cannot do this life on your own, that you are ready to let go of the wicked and destructive ways of the world and come back to the image that you are created in. Because hell is a real place, y'all. Psalm 9, verse 17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell. So hell is at the end of a godless life. But what awaits the end of a life that is walking in faith is a new life in Christ, an eternal life, a oneness with the creator. I mean, I've heard it said where hell is just eternal separation from God. That means all of his blessings, his grace. Hope, joy, love, all of these things come from God's spirit. We can't understand it because even the godless in this world benefit from God's grace as it stands now. So his love, his joy, his peace, his long suffering, which is his patience. All of these things are available right now to all who will come. But there will be a time, an appointed time, where this creation will be destroyed because something better is awaiting the children of God. And for all who choose to reject God, who hate his image, well, there's a destination. And that is what we refer to as hell. That's eternal separation from God. Matthew 25 um, is clear as crystal where Jesus is saying that there will be a separation. He calls it the sheep and the goats, but there will be a separation between the two, those who follow him in faith and those who do not. And he will say, depart from me. You are cursed. Depart into the everlasting fire. There's no need to do that. When he's there's an offer of salvation right here, right now, today. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Those are the children of God who understand that this world is passing away, but there is an eternal hope in Christ Jesus. There's peace, there's joy in him. You have an opportunity to grow in faith. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I pray that this message, which was given to me by God's spirit for your hearing, touches your heart and that you will come on home. Come back to the image that you were created in. Depart from the wickedness and the evil of this world. Because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. And now is the time for preparation. Come back to the eternal hope. Come back and look for the new heaven and the new earth and not destruction. In Jesus' name.
Okay, friends, since Romans 3 and 23 shows us that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, we need a savior. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In Jesus, we can still go home, y'all. To our Heavenly Father, our confession and repentance in the name of Jesus brings about our restoration. Salvation by grace alone, through faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ, is the only way to enter heaven. So come to Jesus and experience God's forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Confess your sins, repent, and be restored. Praise God for his gift of salvation in Christ Jesus. Accept his offer of grace today and be saved. Acts 11 and 18. When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then, even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. I love you all with the love of Christ. Call on the name of Jesus and be saved today. God bless.